0: God in this place with you. So if you would, would you stand with us? We are going to begin in prayer and in songs. Let us pray. God, you are good. It is good to be in your house this morning, Lord. God, and we are so thankful for the opportunity that we have to come, to worship you, God, to have the freedom to gather, God, under your name, God. And we know your name has power, Lord, for us to sing of your goodness and your mercy and your love. God is important, and God, it Would we be reminded this morning of who you are, God, that you love us, that you are with us, that you are for us, God, that you walk alongside of us. No matter how it feels right now, God, would we just revel in that truth through this morning and declare it together. God, we give you this morning, we give you our lives as living sacrifices. We give you the songs that we sing, the words that we profess, God. especially this morning, that God, you would meet us here, God, that your Holy Spirit would meet us here so that we could be filled up, God, that we could be renewed and restored to go out and be your light in the world. So, God, we give you this morning. We ask that you do only what you can do, Lord, and we promise to worship you in this place. God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. Most of all, we thank you for Jesus in his mighty name for all these things and everything else in his name. And all God's people said,
1: Good morning, welcome to Living Waters. I'm Jeff Jacobson, Director of Outreach and Mission here at Living Waters, and we are so glad that you are here today. I need to give a shout out to yesterday. If anyone was here yesterday for the bazaar, thank you so much. If either you were working to support it or if you were here shopping, tasting, I'm guilty. That event raised over $7,000 yesterday. That's a big <clears throat> Thank you to the Golden Girls and the Salty Sisters and everyone else who donated for that or took part and helped out with that to support the ministries of Living Waters. So many good things will come out of that and I believe Pastor Dan will talk a little bit about that in just a minute but what the, the ministries of Living Waters actually are. So thank you again for that. If you have not, and today is kind of a, kind of a big day in my world, um, this is the Harvest Pack event. At noon today, we're going to clear out all of these chairs. Last year we did it in three minutes. I think we can, we can do it in two and a half this year. And we're going to pack 30,000 meals in under three hours. That is So we need kind of all hands on deck at starting at noon, and we are going to be packing all of these meals. We are doing two different things. In years past, we've done rice alone, and that rice has went to uh, overseas, and it's went to some shelters within the United States. This year, we are doing half and half. We are doing oatmeal. Oatmeal will stay locally. We will have 15,000 meals that we will be providing in the Fargo-Moorhead area. So this is a huge impact in our neighborhood as well. So please join us for that. We also support uh, the Salvation Army through our bell-ringing efforts. This next week, I think I'm down to two slots. Two Slots that I have open for the coming week. So those slots are on the uh, information table outside. So if you'd like to be part of that, please come and see me after worship. And there is lots of other slots going into December. So please uh, sign up for that and you can do that. And that, Pastor Dan. Good morning,
2: <laughs> well, thank you for being here. For those of you don't know me, I'm Pastor Dan, and we are so grateful whether you are a member whether you are a guest with us. We know it's a gift that God has, uh, has blessed us to be together and I think it's no accident that God has gathered us together. We would love for you to take out your smartphones right now and check in on Facebook or on Instagram. Everything we do here is to make an impact for Jesus and even through your check-ins for just one click of a button you can make an impact. And every month, we partner with different organizations to make a difference. Through our check-ins alone this, this month, for every two check-ins, it will provide a meal for a child in need around the world. So as we're gearing up for that big Thanksgiving meal, um, just, boy, j- right here, right? That uh, right here around the corner um, in our homes that we can provide meals for others. And it's amazing because people more and more are saying they connected with us because they saw one of their friends on social media, someone they were following, that, uh, that comes here. So you can make a faith impact for someone that's in your circle. Thank you for the ways that you do partner with us. Help others know Jesus. Um, in a few moments, we are going to worship God with our gifts of tithes and offerings. We can't do this ministry, we can't do this vital mission of helping people know who Jesus is um, without doing it together. And it is things like the harvest pack that's going to be coming. Last year, we packed 28,000 meals, and, uh, and in just a few hours, it'll be 30,000. But it's things like the bell ringing, it's other things, though. Um, I, I just got a card um, from a family. And I just have to share part of it. They said, thank you for the ways we're making a difference. Listen to this. Their middle school daughter told her friends that don't come here how awesome her church is. When a middle school kid actually says that to others, you know we're making a difference for, for people of all ages. And so we're so grateful for any dollar you give to us. We're going to do everything we can to help to help make a difference here, right in Fargo. But we want to give you time with God right now. You could fill out those connection cards. There's ways you could partner with us to make an impact. And there's some some big ones that are coming up. Um, so that's right on that connection card. But mostly, we want to pray for you and we want to give you time with God. So during this offering time, this whole place, we're going to give you just time to silently lift up whatever's going on in um in your hearts with God, knowing He's listening and impacted, and if you honor us with something on that connection card that you want us to pray for, we'll pray for you this week. let's take Let's take some time with God right now during this offering.
1: cute little helper, but it's me, Dan.
2: I love when our kids are ushers. Yes. (laughs) Let's pray, can we? God, thank you so much for the gift of today. Thank you for all the ways you bless us with people, the people around us and people that aren't here. Thank you for places like our homes and our workplaces, our, our churches, places like this where you're most present. God, we pray that we can, we can become closer to you. We pray for you to, to reach us right now with your word and through these gifts we offer back to you. We pray that others can hear that you are their God too. We love you and all God's people said, Amen. Well, at this time we would normally have a children's message, but today's a special day. Today we get to baptize Reagan. So guys, if you can come on up with him. He's ready for this. He's got his thumb. He's excited. He is excited. I can <laughs> feel it. Well, guys, in baptism, baptism, our gracious Heavenly Father frees us from sin and death by joining us to the death and to the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are born children of a fallen humanity, but by water and the Holy Spirit, we are reborn children of God. We're made members of the church. So living with Christ and in the communion of saints, we grow. We grow in faith, love, and obedience to the will of God. So sponsors, who is presented for baptism this morning? Reagan Ray. Well, as you bring Reagan to receive this gift of baptism, as his parents, trusting in that grace and love of God, do you desire to have Reagan baptized into Christ if so answer together? We do. Well, as you bring him here, you are entrusted with some responsibilities to live with him among God's faithful people, to bring him to the word of God, the Holy Supper, to teach him the Lord's Prayer, the Creed, the Ten Commandments, to place in his hands the Holy Scriptures, the Bible, and to nurture him in faith, in prayer, so that Reagan may learn to trust God, proclaim Christ through word and deed, to care for others in the world that God has made, to work for justice and peace. So do you promise to help Reagan grow in the Christian faith and life? If so, answer together, we do. Sponsors, do you promise to nurture Reagan in the Christian faith as you are empowered by God's Spirit and to help him live in the covenant of baptism and in communion in relationship with the church? If so, answer together, we do. People of God, I invite you to stand as you are able. And if you're here, you've got to hear it, you are the people of God, no matter what is going on in your life, no matter if you feel that or not. So people of God, do you promise to support Reagan and to pray for him in his new life in Christ? If so, answer, we do. We do. I ask you to profess your faith in Christ Jesus, to reject sin, and to confess the faith of the church. That's the faith in which we baptize him today. Do you renounce the devil and all the forces that defy God? I renounce them. Do you renounce the powers of this world that rebel against God? I renounce them. Do you renounce the ways of sin that draw you personally from God? I renounce them. Do you believe in God, the Father? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, and the life everlasting. You may be seated. Let us pray. Holy God, pour out your Holy Spirit now so that Reagan, who is here baptized, may be given new life today. Wash away the sin of all who are cleansed by water and bring them forth as inheritors of your glorious kingdom. To you be given praise and honor and worship through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. And so I'd love to borrow him. Okay, that sounds great. Yep, I got him. Reagan Ray, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He loved it. Couldn't get enough. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O God, that through water, Through the Holy Spirit, you give all of your daughters and sons new birth. You cleanse them from sin, and you raise them to eternal life. God, sustain Reagan with the gift of your Holy Spirit now, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence both now and forever. Amen. Reagan Ray, child of God, you've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. You are marked with the cross of Christ forever. Amen. And now we light from the Christ candle. Were you going to rock, paper, scissors, sponsors? That's cool. Yeah, I love that. We light from the Christ candle um, his baptismal candle because Jesus said this, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And so we do this because this is a new day. God has made him and now I have news for you guys as his parents He's no longer yours. He is such a gift, but he's God's. And with God claiming him now, you are stewards. You're keepers of this amazing little boy. Look at him. He's like, Mom, Dad, I'm content right now. And you know why he's content? Because he's ready to get claimed as a new brother in Christ. Can we give our thanks and our applause to him? That's for you, dude. Yes. Yes. I'm always reminded the applause in heaven is so much greater, that God is just celebrating with us, especially because of this little guy. And we know that God is blessing him not just today, but for a lifetime and beyond. That's what we celebrate today. So as is our custom, our tradition here, we now sing Jesus Loves Me in honor of Reagan and for all of us. Let's sing. Jesus loves me, this I know. Yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. Yeah, buddy, you are awesome. I will give him back to you. And then there are gifts from the congregation, a blanket handmade and certificates um, and others just to mark this occasion. Thanks for helping us celebrate with you. You You can find your way back to your seats. And at this time, if you have any preschool kiddos... Um, you, can, you can bring them over to the corner here um, if they're part of our preschool Kids Connect. We know at this time they're starting to get squirrely, and this is a great chance for them to learn about Jesus um, while, while we continue our worship. And a reminder that during this service, we also have a nursery So we love the sound of kids here. Please, that means life. And we have such a blessing of them here at Living Waters. But if you're feeling like, okay, now's the time for your little one, you can bring them over to to the nursery too. With that, I invite you to stand as you are able as we honor God and as we come to his word in the book of 2 Samuel. Now this is set hundreds of years before the time of Jesus in the Old Testament, and we have been diving into the life of King David. Now, this is one of the pivotal moments of David's life. David has sinned so greatly. Things that, you know, maybe some of us have experienced. Maybe some of us have even done. And God's answer to him, even with... with His disappointment in him is one that I think we also need to cling to in this. Let's hear what what happens here in chapter 12. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. And the Lord sent the prophet Nathan to David. Nathan came to him and said to him, There were two men in a certain city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich men had very many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing but one little ewe lamb which he had bought. He brought it up, and it grew up with him and with his children. It used to eat of his meager fare and drink from his cup and lie in his bosom, and it was like a daughter to him. Now there came a traveler to the rich man, and he was loath to take one of his own flock or herd to prepare for the wayfarer who had come to him, but he took the poor man's lamb and prepared that for the guest who had come to him. Then David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. He said to Nathan, "As the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves." To die, He shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Nathan said to David, you are the man. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel and I rescued you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your bosom and gave you the house of Israel And of Judah, and if that had been too little, I would have added as much more. Why have you despised the word of the Lord to do what is evil in his sight? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and have taken his wife to be your wife, and have killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house, for you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, I will raise up trouble against you from within your own house, and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of this very son, for you did it secretly. But I will do this thing before all Israel and before the Son. David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan said to David, Now the Lord has put away your sin. You shall not die. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So if you have been connected with Living Waters, you know we have been in the middle of a teaching series called Solid Core. Now, if you've been a part of any of the, the fitness crazes around, you know you see places like Solid Core or Orange Theory Fitness or CrossFit, or maybe you're just going to Edge Fitness. And through all of these, what has struck me, and I think it's been just a gift for us together, is sure, we can, as Solid Core's um, slogan is, to make you a better person, we can focus on that, on that physical fitness, and we can do all kinds of really beneficial things. But what does it mean to have a solid core of faith? What it, what does it mean to truly look at, to focus on strengthening a real, authentic relationship with God? That's the solid core I hope for. And that's what we've been looking at over these last few weeks. And this is the final in this series. So we've been looking at the life of King David. You know, David, the one who, he was called by God as just a little boy. And David, out of all of the seasoned warriors, this little teenage boy faces the invulnerable Goliath. And because of his faith, God... God slays Goliath with just a single stone. But God, David's, David's life isn't over at that point. It has just begun. He becomes king. He has all kinds of things that go on. And now we discover later on in his life, now David, as great as his heart is, as amazing as his solid core faith is, David, David's like you and me. He messes up. He sins. He has big flaws. And in this we see some that that is a, a reality of his life. So see what has happened. He's become king and he's become a little complacent. It seems like he's surrounding himself with yes men. People that are just like, yep, whatever you do, David, it's good. Oh yeah, David, do that. All right, that's great. And, and they just do what he says. He's the king. And so at one day he's looking out on the rooftop and he sees, he sees a woman bathing there. And it's Bathsheba. And David is human. He sees her. He knows she's beautiful. And now that temptation comes into him. He says, man, I I need her to be one of many wives. Because he already has quite a few. He's king. That's part of their culture at the time. But for him, what he has is not enough. And so he does something crazy. Now, maybe, he, maybe he, he somehow justifies it in his mind, but he knows she's married to Uriah. And he does all kinds of convoluted things to put Uriah in harm's way. He puts him to the front of the battlefield, knowing that most of them will probably not live. And sure enough, Uriah dies. Now, it was as right as king, but as we see, God is watching. Now, this reminds me in our lives, you know, what are the values? What are the things that are rock solid in ours? Now, not what we always live up to, but what is it that you would say you are about most of all? What's most important? As you look at that mirror and you see the reflection back, as you look at it, what do you say this person is about? Is it your family? Your faith? Are you committed to honesty? Are you committed to doing the right thing? Are you committed to to just doing pouring yourself into your career and your job? Maybe for you, one of your values is just providing and providing safety and security, not only for you, but for those around you. What is most important to you as you as you look in that mirror? So if you're here last week. Jeff Boom, one of our leadership team, he preached and he talked about how the mirror can just show one side. And he used an apple. And if you were here, it was a powerful one, right? One of an apple, when you see it in the mirror, it seems perfect. But on the other side, it was actually half eaten. You know, things in life seem to just get at us and take bites out of us. Things we've done, things sometimes people have done to us. Now, when you look at the mirror, what do you see as the most important thing? And you know what they found? Psychologists have done huge studies on us, and they say when we look in the mirror, can you believe this? We actually don't see what's actually real and true. You know, for most of us, almost all of us think we look younger, we are younger than we actually are. Can you believe that? I've never heard that. Many of us are like, well, I'm all this age, but I feel like I'm much younger. You know, they also have found that the majority of us, we not only think we are younger than we actually are, but they actually have found that when we look in the mirror, we find ourselves better looking than the mirror actually says. They actually find, too, psychologists have shown this over years and years of conclusive studies, that we think we're younger, we think we're better looking, and we also think we're smarter than we actually are. Yeesh. They also find that the majority of us, we have this big gift when we look in that mirror of saying the things we do, most of them are, and most of them I think are, good but are better than they actually are. It's called self-enhancement. And there's some real gift in it, actually, because having a positivity and being able to fill ourselves up when life has a way of taking those bites out of us, that, that can be a really beautiful thing. But what happens when the mirror is so distorted? What happens when you can't see what's actually right in front of you? This is what ha- has happened to David. David's looking in that mirror and what he's finding, he's, he's, he's looking and he's like, oh, you're doing okay. Sure, well, maybe, maybe I've done some things that I'm not proud of, but, it, but it's okay. I'm king. God still loves me. It's going to be all right. And he's right. God does still love him. But then he has that moment of clarity where everything is turned upside down. A prophet by the name of Nathan comes. God has spoken to him. God has seen the good things, the beautiful things that he loves about David. And he's also seen the hard things, the worst things, the things that David has hoped no one else would see. And I want to pause. That's the same thing as you and me in our lives, right? We have beautiful things. We have things we're proud of and things as we see in the mirror. And then there are those other things. The things you don't want to talk about at Thanksgiving dinner, right? Things you won't tell anyone. And you're hoping, please, does God grade on a curve? (laughs) So now what? What Nathan does and says to David is a moment of clarity, but it turns his world upside down. He tells him a story. He comes to him and he says, he says imagine, I have a story for you, king. And it's the story of this rich man who has all kinds of sheep. They're beautiful. He has this beautiful flock. And yet he has this neighbor that is just a poor farmer and he just has one little lamb, just this weak little thing that's precious, just one and he has someone else come to him, and he doesn't want to give of all his plenty. So he takes the ewe lamb, the only thing that this farmer had as valuable. And David is enraged in this moment, right? How could someone do that? He has so much of his own, and yet he stole from someone else. And in that he says, this man deserves to die. Now here's a moment of clarity. It's the the statement that turns everything upside down in David's life. Nathan said to David, You are the man! It's almost like for, for David that Nathan has just taken the mirror and said, Oh, here's what the reflection really is showing you. And David, David's driven to his knees. Have you been there in your life? It is so hard when sometimes it's our own actions where we've messed up before God and before others and our world is turned completely upside down. It'll never be the same. Where's God in the middle of all of that? God's answer to David in the middle of this moment is so pivotal. It's life-changing for David and actually for all of us. Do you know he deserves, as is the Old Testament um, commandments, the laws, he deserves to die. That is the punishment for what he has done. Murder, and in that time, that adultery was something that you could not do. And so he deserves that punishment even as king. But what does God say? You will not die. Your sin is no more. God himself chooses, hear this, you want something that turns your life upside down? God chooses love over condemnation. What if God is choosing the same thing for you today? That God again and again and again is saying, you're not, you're not defined." by the most horrible actions you've done. There are consequences to those real ones that happen in life. But God's love will never, never leave us. It's about turning our world upside down. And you know, in that, I think it's a, David is able to get a new lease on life. He writes most of the Psalms that we have in our Bible. They are songs that point me to Jesus. Psalms like Psalm 23 that says, The Lord is my shepherd. David wrote that. And that's one that we cling to in our hardest times. Psalms like Psalm 46, where in a key moment he says, be still and know that I am God. Ones that he says, like in Psalm 139, one of the key things David writes to God, he says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. David was more than one deplorable action in his life. No, David was God's and so are you. So what happens when you're looking in that mirror, you have that moment of clarity and everything's turned upside down? What if that's, what if that's when God shows up? Um, have you seen any of those speed painters now, I have the gift, and, and maybe you saw it in the bazaar, of, of drawing and, and painting. It's been one of the probably the best gifts that God has ever blessed me with. I went on a scholarship into undergrad with, with art, um, and it's something that I always cherish, but I could never do what they do. I'd love for you to, to watch one, and he's going to make a couple paintings in just a, a little over a minute. Let's watch this and see maybe where God shows up. Thank you. I'm in the middle of mid rant here. What if God is showing up precisely in the moments that no one else knows about? The one as I say that it just makes you anxious and nervous. What if what if what if someone finds out? I have news for you. God knows. And God still chooses love. So today, I want us to have real authentic lives, solid core lives. Ones where we're trying to do our best. But in the times that our world is turned upside down, that's when God's there. So now what? Today now, we get to go out. We get to go and be imperfect into our jobs, into our homes, into our schools. And we get to help others in the middle of the hardest moments and not not judge them, not condemn them. No, we get to what? We get to walk alongside them. We get to walk alongside and we get to share love. And forgiveness. That's what God hopes for. For us to show them in the middle of their broken and imperfect lives like yours and mine that they have a God that loves them no matter what. It's a little word called grace. And it's the most powerful word in the universe. And it's all for you and for me. And it's free. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for how flawed and imperfect David was, and yet how big his heart was for you. God, in that pivotal moment of his life, he realized just the extent of his brokenness and his sin. And yet, in that moment, God, you claimed him. God, help us to realize the same. That yes, there are consequences, natural ones, to the times that we mess up in this world. But that you sent Jesus for us. Help us now to go out from here to help others know that you are so solid. You are so consistent with your love, no matter what we do, that you sent Jesus precisely for those upside-down times. We love you. And all God's people said, amen.
0: Amen. Will you stand and sing with us? Let's his grace together.
2: thank you so much for the gift of today. Thank you for the gift of your love. God, we pray that we can feel that in new ways today. God, help us to not relish those broken times where everything is turned upside down, but help us, especially right now, to realize that you are still there that your word is so strong, that your promise is so secure, that your love is so great, that you choose that over anything that we do, all because of your son, Jesus. So God, help that to reshape our lives. Help us from the inside out to be shaped in your image. Help us from the inside out to be authentic and real. And help others to know your real and authentic love that you have for them, too. God, we pray for people to our left and to our right who are hurting, who are broken, who are struggling with addictions in any way. Those of us who are battling anxieties. Those of us who are in some kind of fear. Those of us who, right now, are feeling just driven to our knees. God, help us together to know that you lift us up, and to do that for each other as we go out from here today. And all God's people said, Amen. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. I invite those who are helping to serve communion to come forward now. And I am so grateful to tell you today that whether you are a member or a guest, whether you have really amazing things going on in your life or maybe you have some seriously hard things, that you are welcome at this table today, that we cling to God's grace here at at Living Waters and you're welcome to it as well. And so uh, as the ushers lead you forward, it'll be in two stations and your first stop will be a cup. You can grab that cup and then you'll come to the first person with bread. It's gluten-free because we know at Living Waters that gluten is evil. It's not evil not. But you don't have to worry about that here. And in the middle of receiving that bread, you'll hear some amazing grace. You're going to hear his body given for you. Then you'll come to the next person with red wine or the next person with clear juice. And as they pour that at your preference, you'll hear his blood shed for you. That means our whole world, as upside down as it can be, we know that solid core reality that God's with us, God forgives us, God loves us and that there's something more. So that gives us hope, too. And so I'll be in the middle for those of you who have kiddos that that maybe you don't feel are ready for communion, and that's okay. But we want to bless them and help them know that Jesus loves them, too. So you're all welcome here today. being with us today. We would love to have you come back at noon. We can make such a difference and this is for people of all ages. My little kiddos when they were like three years old helped with these packing events and it was such a beautiful thing to do that together. So we'd love for you to make an impact with us. You're also invited back um, starting this next week we'll be in the middle of we'll be launching a new series as we come into the season of Advent. It's called coming soon. What does it mean when you have the previews? You know, you sit in the theaters for 20 minutes. You're waiting and you're seeing all the flashes of what's coming. What if God is doing the same thing in the middle of Advent to lead into that holiday that I've been hearing music for at least three weeks. I've been seeing Christmas lights and trees and everything. Christmas isn't here yet, but what if the promise is coming? So that's what we'll be diving into But thanks for being with us today. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have a great day.